When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, it is Friday. We are sounding the fanfare. It means just one thing. It's movies with Niall O'Brien. How are you doing, Niall? I'm very well. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm very excited because we have a prize. We have a prize. It's a Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. (laughs) It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, so first of all, I should tell people, okay, we want you to round up the family, rediscover the big screen experience at Arc Cinema in Drogheda and Navin, okay? They have been so badly hit this last year and we really want to celebrate and support cinema, okay? So you can call to them or you can buy your gift card, by the way. Yes. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Great. For a present. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great idea. Uh, arccinema.ie for all of the details. Now, Niall, it's our usual. You have a voice, don't you? <laughs> well, I do have a voice. It's what I speak with. But this is our Who's That Talking Now segment. So people will know we play the voice of a well-known actor and we ask you to tell us who it is. And it, it ties in, I think, to the season that we're in. And a little clue, maybe, yes. uh, I would say. I think it would be fair to say that this actor should have read the clause in his Ooh. contract more closely. Okay, okay, here he is. And then both of us sat there. So this is what it's come to. 50-year-old men dress like elves. And we, we have laughed so hard that eventually the, the crew's tired of us. Everyone's tired of us. We, of course, think we're funniest, funniest things on the planet. It's pushy and desperate, the new comedy t- there you go, pushy and desperate. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to think of something to say there, but no, I won't, I won't. It's the spirit of Christmas, I won't. <laughs> I, what you were going to say was one of us is, but I'm just wondering which am I, No, 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 let's just leave it there. Okay, okay. Uh, if you know the actor who that is there, come on now, it's very, very easy. 86 658 there's a voucher, a gift card for Arc Cinema up for grabs there. Now, speaking of the cinema, you have gone back to the cinema, which is very, very exciting, uh, to see one woman yes and i had a great time i just want to say for anybody who is a little bit worried don't be there's social distancing it's all incredibly safe when you go back to the cinema and i went this week to see a movie i've been waiting for for ages which is wonder woman 1984 and as the title would suggest it's set in 1984 the era of big hair rolled up jacket sleeves and imminent nuclear war and this is the this follow-up to 2017's wonder woman which people will remember was set during world war one so we we don't really know what has been happening since the end of uh, that movie, 
uh, which you know yeah, finished in ago, World yeah. War One, and goes all the way. You know, now it's 1984, right? And again, for people who don't know, Wonder Woman is um, Diana is her name, and she is one of a race of super-powered Amazonian warriors of Greek myth. And in the first movie, she teamed up with Chris Pine, who was a World War One pilot, and they helped kind of defeat the Germans and put an end to, or help put an end, I should say, to, to World War One. And this, when this movie starts, as I say, we're in the the neon brightness of 1984 and diana is um she's living kind of under the radar she she saves people occasionally as wonder woman and she is working during the day as an expert in antiquities uh, at the smithsonian and uh, it's here that she comes across this ancient stone that has the power to grant any person a wish uh, one of her colleagues uh, barbara minerva played by Kristen wig um she ends up getting her hand on the stone and making a wish. Diana ends up making a wish. And another character called Max Lord ends up making a wish. Those wishes have various effects on the plot of the movie. We have a clip here from the yes. trailer. Here we go. So this is from the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Here it is. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Citizens of the world! I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. You'll break your sargos. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Oh, I'm already fired up to see this. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it, like you get some idea there, I think, of of uh, what the movie is, is, is like. And it really is great fun. This movie, like I say, I've been a long time waiting for this. It was supposed to come out last December, and then it was pushed back for nothing uh, related to the pandemic. But then the pandemic really put it put it back till now. And it's in America, it's being simultaneously released in cinemas, but also on HBO Max. Uh, but uh, it is really worth going to see on the big screen. It's really good. Um, it's got fantastic set pieces it opens all up with this lovely set piece set in the past of the character on Themyscira where she kind of gets involved in this kind of Olympic Games thing and then we're straight into the action in 1984 uh, where she she foils a, a jewellery robbery and it's just so bright and wonderful and Gal Gadot who some people would say the jury is out on whether or not she's a good actress. I think she's great. Well, this. you see I now, think... are you looking at her acting skills or <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That's all um, I ask. <laughs> no, I will say she is really good in this. One thing I will say, this has some horrendous 80s fashion in it, right? Love but it. somebody has gone 
give Gal Gadot, make her look fantastic. She looks like she's walked <laughs> off the cover of Vogue and all of them. Everyone else is wearing, you know, leg warmers and sweatbands and big things where you kind of go, oh my God, did anybody actually wear, Listen, wear the, these the, things? The 80s had their moment and some of that right. style is awesome. I'm all for okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the supporting cast is great. Chris Pine is terrific back as her love interest. Um, Kristen Wiig is really good in this film. Oh. And it's a departure for her because yeah. she's not given you kind of when I heard she was going to be in this, I thought, oh, she's going to be the comic relief. She's not at all, really. This the, her, the wish that she makes kind of brings her into her own with woman, Wonder Woman, if you like. And um, she's quite sinister, but at the same time, a really relatable villain that you you kind of go okay i can see what her what her point of view is and uh yeah so uh, it's really good it's maybe a little bit long but i haven't been you know i'm i'm dying for more cinematic yes. experiences so <laughs> i really enjoyed it and the action really works and and it's got a really good message at the center of it which sometimes these superhero movies much as i love them are just about punching 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 yeah at the center of this is a really good message especially for the way the world is at the moment oh that's good okay and this one is it for it is all for the the whole family kind of thing is it yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, it's it's it's. If you've, I mean, the first Wonder Woman I think was a little bit darker. This is a, li- a little more bright, you know. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> moving on to uh, strange is all we can call this. <laughs> uh, th- the other side of the wind. This was our random review for uh, this week on Netflix. Um, you better give a synopsis of this because <laughs> uh, all right, and it's. <laughs> It's not really that it was random because I kind of fudged things last you did, week. You did, you did. Because we had been talking, we, could be t- we had been talking about Mank and Orson Welles. And this is or- Orson Welles' lost movie, people call it. And it, the plot is about a film director, Jake Hannaford, played by John Huston, who he is a bit of a Hollywood legend. His, his career is, he's, he's got all these acolytes around him, you know, these young filmmakers who just idolize him. And he's in the middle of making his, his comeback movie. He's kind of fallen out of favor. And the comeback movie is called The Other Side of the Wind. And it kind of loses funding halfway through it. Um, yeah, we have a clip here, okay. I think. Yes, yeah, we do, yeah. Do want to play that to give people an idea of what it's <laughs> yeah. like? Okay, here it is. This is Mr. Hannaford's night. Let's save the questions for him, huh? You two are very close, aren't you? Yes, I'd like to ask you about that. Why? Come on, Hannaford. Why do you think you have to be as rude as he is? As rude as you are, in print anyway. I liked your last one. Yeah, sure. No, I know that it was was repetitive, but... uh, uh, but what it was, it worked. Yeah, well, she wasn't that kind to me in her review. Not that you did me too much harm. I mean, how much harm can you do to the third biggest grocer in movie history to make that much harm? Yes, uh, did you know that when his own production company goes public, that your friend there stands to walk away with $40 million? Yeah, and she's going to say that I'm going to keep on writing that I, I, I stole everything from you, Skipper. I'm never going to walk away from that. But it's all right to borrow from each other. What we must never do is borrow from ourselves. Come on. So this is at his party, Jack yeah, Hannaford's and, party. Yeah. 
And the whole film, I think, takes place really during the party time or a little bit before that and during it. Yeah, yeah. And it, um, this film was, uh, I think, started in 1970 and over a period of six years it was filmed. And then it's taken from 1976 to now for it to be released because there were legal problems and all that. Um, what did you think of the film? <laughs> well, after I saw this, I was like, what did I just see? Because <laughs> I, I was exhausted. It's hard work. Like it's it's yeah. it's awful and great at the same time, if that makes any sense. But I thought like, you know, this idea of kind of autobiographical framing, the kind of found footage kind of framing of the plot was, was great and quite ingenious, I suppose, for the time as well. It would have been very experimental. So it's that, you know... Um, this Hollywood legend is having this party he's once lauded but now he's not able to get financial backing and then you've got these young filmmakers who love him and revere him but then do they because their cameras are you know they're a little bit lingering let's just say on mm. him and stuff like that and really are we watching his decline kind of thing by yeah, the end yeah. um, like for me John uh, Jay Canford played by John Houston. I mean, oh my God, he looks like he's been dragged through hell, spat back out, and uh, because even hell, I'd say couldn't couldn't <laughs> stomach. Him. How, how he was too grisly, too grisly for hell. Yeah. But it was great to see him on screen and again in his element and such a horrible car- character. Like this is quite explicit as well. Like, do not watch this with your parents. Okay? No, <laughs> definitely yeah. don't. And I think this ups the nudity quotient in Orson Welles movies like, yes. by a hundred or two hundred percent. Yeah, quite. There's a few quite, insensitive yeah. jokes in there of their time, let's just say, mm. as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of a commentary on the love of cinema or the hatred of the Hollywood machine, um, how Orson Welles ended up. Or maybe, I'm thinking, it could be about the idea of the painful process that an artist goes through, you know, when he's making a film and how it's not working out as he planned in his head. And maybe that's the whole thing as a metaphor for that. I don't know. It's an important <laughs> chapter, though, in, in Orson Welles' career. I'm happy that it is completed and it's available. I'll just never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot to think about. Like after I watched it, I was thinking, well, this is about Orson Welles dealing with the fact that the 70s were coming in. Yes. These young filmmakers and Dennis Hopper has a, a like blink and you miss it kind of uh, cameo as well. You know, it's it's the, the, the and as well, he, he is, if you like, to me, I think he's he represents old Hollywood Orson mm. Welles a little bit, even though he was always an outsider. And and it's it's him going, I can't get a movie made and I don't know where my place is now. And. All the things that you talk about that I was a little bit shocked to see in the movie. I don't know if he's representing him saying this is this is what cinema is like now and it's terrible. Or if he's going, I want to be part of it. I want to, yeah, I you know, know, move on. It's But it, it made me think, I again, like you, it's it's a glorious mess. I'm going to call it yes, that. Yes, it's and, a glorious um, mess. Yeah. yeah. And, but it is important that it was finished and, and is seen. It's one of those films I think that that cineasts which is a word I don't use an awful lot um, you know will will go out and watch and seek but if you're looking for something on a Friday or Saturday night oh, switch maybe. away oh my god yeah. no. don't do it to yourself don't do it to yourself watch it's, Mank watch yeah, Mank, watch Mank, Mank is much better yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, so talking about movies for the weekend uh, you have a couple of TV ones for us 
oh, this is getting so hard now because there's movies, movies, movies all the time. Yes. Um, but tomorrow at 25 past two on RT1, Ernest Saves Christmas. Are Brilliant. you a fan of the Ernest movies? I like oh, Ernest. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. great. Um, and if there are younger listeners, because I know we have a big young audience <laughs> demographic, um, Ernest P. Worrell, he has a whole host of movies and Ernest Saves Christmas is one of his better ones, I think as well. Yeah. Um, at 25 to eight uh, on RT1 as well, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, which is the final movie starring Tim Allen as Santa that, Claus. That's a hint so. for all of you who haven't gotten the mystery voice. Just saying, we just said his name, 0861800658. We can't do fairer than that. Um, and then also an RT1 tomorrow night at 25 to 11, Brooklyn, which is great. Uh, Saoirse great Ronan, film. yeah. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. And if you want something a bit more action-y, Bond, uh, Casino Royale is on RT2 at a quarter past seven tomorrow. Um, but I also wanted to say that on BBC2 from 10 past six, there is a Michael Caine night. Fantastic. Have, uh, yes. Two of his films and two kind of documentaries as well. The Eagles, Eagle Has Landed, which is a great uh, World War II actioner. Um, and then uh, uh, part of a documentary ser- series called The Many Faces Of, in which he kind of speaks about his career. And a documentary that he narrates about kind of 60s, swinging 60s London called My Generation. And then the fantastic education. Yes, brilliant movie. uh, With Julie Walters, which was filmed in Trinity College, some of it. Yes, absolutely. That is fantastic recommendations. Now we are going to just keep the reveal of our mystery voice just a little bit longer to give people a chance. But as always, Niall, thank you so much. We are going to join you on Wednesday for some festive films, aren't we? That's right, yeah, very uh, Christmas special. So I'll be wearing my Santee hat for that. Okay, lovely stuff. We'll talk to you then. Thanks a million. Okay.